Welcome back to Something Ominous. I'm your host, Jessica. And I'm Karina. And this is our first episode of Ominous Encounters. We hope you guys enjoyed your holidays. I know we did. We always enjoy Christmas. We've been spending Christmas together since like the beginning of our lives, I feel Day like. Day one. Yeah. yeah. Like me and Jessica, my sister, our families just kind of join every Christmas. So Christmas morning is about our family um, and it's always really special. It's like what I look forward to the most. Yeah, same. The, man, those tortillas de harina your mom makes. I know. Oh, that's so like tradition. Good. Que no fallen because we need those. Tortillas de harina y el champurrado. Oh, so good. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm super excited for today's episode. And who's going first? You are. Okay. I will start. This person wants to remain anonymous. Hi, I just wanted to say you're doing an incredible job with the show and I am so excited for more episodes. This story is about my parents' encounter with the hat man when they were pregnant with me. It is still very vivid in my mind because they tell it at almost every big family gathering. My family comes from El Salvador and they're big superstitious people, but they also believe in God. They don't regularly go to church, but my grandma would always force us to pray at night and ask for protection. Well, when my parents were young and free in their 20s, they would play Loteria with the rest of my family. I have a lot of tias and tios, so you can imagine how many of them would gather to play. The game was always played with money. The initial bet is a quarter per card, and it's still the going rate to this day. They say my grandma would always tell them to stop playing because the Loteria was a devil's game. But of course, they didn't listen to her. So one night, they were going to bed, and they were sleeping, and my dad suddenly wakes up to his feet being pulled off the bed. Bro, what the fuck? He sees a tall shadow with a trench coat and a fedora hat and he screams for my mom. My mom wakes up and my dad is holding on to her so he doesn't get taken, which he assumed he was going to be taken to hell. And my mom starts reciting the Lord's Prayer. She said they kept praying until the hat man let go and left. She said that night I wouldn't stop kicking inside her belly and that she thought I was going to come out that night because of the fear. I've heard online that this specific shadow person feeds on your negativity and trauma. My parents have always fought physically and verbally, and they were both abandoned by their mothers and left to be raised by their grandparents and passed around to different relatives when they were little. This is extremely common for their generation since people were leaving to the U.S. They've had extremely traumatic lives. I've learned to forgive them for raising us in such an environment, and you know Latinos don't believe in mental health. Which I feel like it's important, like, to mention that it's just, like, the trauma that our parents carry. Yeah. And, you know, in a way, it's like you can't really blame them just because there's no awareness of mental health, really, in the Latino community. Yeah, they're not big believers in it. Mm-hmm. And they it's always, like, when you do try to bring it up, they say, well, you should have seen how I was raised. And I'm yeah. like, look, grandma didn't raise me. You did. yeah. I once saw this shadow man in my dreams. I remember feeling this real fear and waking up with my heart racing and feeling so relieved that it wasn't real. I don't know if it was a manifestation of my imagination, but I immediately drew what I saw in my dream and showed my parents, and they said it was the same man that they saw. I haven't had a dream since, but upon meeting my now husband, he told me his experience. I'll let him tell you once he's ready. Every time he tells it to me, you can see the fear in his eyes. So until next time... That was a good one. I mean, I know who sent this one. Mm -hmm. I've never heard this story before. And 
I have heard that the hat man is passed down through generations. When I was doing the shadow people research, I don't know if you remember that I was like, there's a whole thing with the hat man, but that's like going to be like a whole other episode. Oh, yeah. They do say that they, it's like a generational curse that is given to you and it will follow each generation. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's what they say. I mean, I don't know how true it is because mm -hmm. I personally haven't seen the hat man. My mom hasn't said anything about seeing the hat man, but mm -hmm. I've heard of that. And then I've also heard of like the Loteria being like the devil's game. And I don't know if you've heard of stories where they say that this well-dressed man will like show up and as you're playing Loteria or when people leave, like they come across this like well-dressed man and then they're like dancing with him or whatever and this is like after playing loteria and then they see their feet and it's the devil dude no i've never heard no. of that no you, you haven't no oh my god it's crazy and it's crazy that she sent this story i thought that's what she was gonna say mm -hmm. happened after playing the loteria but it's pretty interesting it is do we play the loteria like at every family gathering so i'm like that's I think because we don't believe that. To us, mm -hmm. it's a game. We don't think of it as it's the devil's like game. Like the devil's game. Yeah. yeah. To us, it's like fun. Mm -hmm. It's just like a like bingo. Like how like Americans here play bingo. We play Loteria. It does have El Diablito though. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah, it has El Diablo. I'm going to go ahead and read my story. This is from our cousin, Ruby. I asked her, do you want to be anonymous? And she goes, no. I was like, does Angel want to be anonymous? Because Angel is her brother, mm -hmm. our cousin. She's like, no, I don't think he'll mind. So we'll find out. <laughs> no, he's going to text us. Hey, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Oops. Okay, so she says, I finished y'all's last episode, which was episode three with Shadow People in Recotela Cemetery. I was watching The Haunting of Hill House with my mom, and she talked about what happened when Angel was a baby. In the show, Haunting of Hill House, the parents wouldn't believe their kids about the scary stuff they saw. I asked my mom if, as a kid, we told her about things like that, and she said, When Angel was like four years old, he was sleeping on the floor of my parents' room with dad and mom, and mom's quinceañera doll turned her head slowly to face mm -hmm. him, and he got scared and went under the covers. No, dude, I just pictured that. And it's a porcelain doll. Of course. Yeah. My mom really loved this doll. When he told my mom the next day she got the doll, put it in a trash bag, and told my dad to drive far out to throw it away. Did I do the fucking same? I'd be burning that doll. <laughs> she said after that she never bought dolls or brought them in the house again. I was like, did you ever doubt what he said? And she said that she believed him because when he was a baby, this is still in that same house, the first one we lived in, that Angel would cry loudly every night at exactly 8 p.m. And nothing made him stop. Not the bottle or the chupon or cradling him or walking with him until they took him outside of the house. He would stop. That was the only thing that would get him to stop crying every night at the same time. At that time, my mom would dream of a woman with long blonde hair. She's never seen this woman before, but she would constantly have dreams of her. In her dreams, the woman would be standing in that same spot where that doll was. In another dream, she saw her pointing at the ditch in front of the house. And we don't know for sure, but we think that's where she was buried. We've never really dug anything out. So they got Tio Angel to bless the house. So Tio Angel was one of our uncles who was a priest. He is no longer alive. Rest in peace, Tio. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he was a priest. So he would always 
come to our houses and bless us. I don't know, I don't know mm. how many times he blessed our house, but yeah. he would he would bless every single house anytime he'd come from Mexico. She also stopped dreaming of the woman after Tio Angel blessed the house. After she sent me this message, I asked Ruby if she ever looked into the history of the house. And she said that I don't think they ever looked into it, but I'll do some research and see what I can find, which she didn't. She didn't send me anything. Mm -hmm. It's okay, Ruby. She goes, it seemed that she gaslit herself into thinking it wasn't that deep. Yeah. (laughs) For real. (laughs) I feel like everyone does that. Like, you don't Mm want to believe it. Yeah. But with Angel crying every night and stopping only when they stepped out the house with him, my dad was like, something seems off and called Tio Angel. And I think because it stopped after that, they just didn't do anything else about it. But my mom made that connection too and agreed that the best thing to do was to call Tio Angel to get the house blessed. Wow. So I wonder if it was because a doll moved right where he would dream about the lady. If it was like the lady kind of making the doll move. Yeah, like making the doll move or kind of possessing the the door or something like she found another way to get through because you said that the house had already been blessed yeah so the way that i understood the the message or how i read it it sounded like like her mom had the dream of this blonde woman first mm-hmm. and then the uncle went to bless the house and then she kept having these dreams at the same time after the doll moved oh i see that's kind of what it sounded like to me that's crazy. Poor Angel. I feel like seeing a doll move is like the scariest thing. <laughs> Besides seeing ghost children. Yeah, dolls. Just a doll moving. And, remember the Furbies? No, a doll moving. Dude, I freaking love Furbies. Okay, so my next story is from Veronica. In the house that I'm living in, in the city of San Antonio, we would see a ghost child of about four years old. The child had no face and he wore shorts and a shirt. He used to play under the table or pretend that he was playing hide and seek with us. One day, I invited a group of friends and told them what was happening at the house. Later that day, my friend's husband came over to pick her up. He asked her how many children I had, and to her surprise, the man told her that when he walked into the living room, the child was jumping on the couch, smiling and laughing. (laughs) Wait, so he showed himself with a face to a stranger, but she could see him? Without a face. Without a face, yeah. Oh, fuck. She was all surprised because I had just told them about it earlier. There have also been friends who see him in the hallway when they go to the bathroom. On another occasion, we had a visitor and one of my husband's nephews couldn't sleep because a boy kept hitting his foot all night because he wanted to play. (laughs) Dude, this little boy has no shame. (laughs) One day, I woke up in the middle of the night and saw him standing on the side of the bed. It was one of the last times that he almost scared me to death because he looked at me and said, Mama, I don't know how I jumped out of the bed and ran out. That kind of makes me sad. Yeah, it made me sad, too, because I'm like, oh, like maybe he was getting attached to them. Like this. These are my parents. Like this is my family. But also, no, like I would (laughs) not want to see that ever. It's definitely scary seeing him without a face. That would scare me. Yeah. In this same house, we had another experience. When we first arrived to San Antonio in 2003, my husband found a picture in the attic that was a portrait of a family of four, the parents and two small children. The neighbors later told us that they used to live here and that they left overnight. They didn't even say goodbye to anyone or give signs that they were moving out. 
During our time here in this house, we also heard the sound of a woman weeping in our bedroom. The sound came through the window and went around the room. It woke us up from a deep sleep and we were left scared and wondering what or who had passed through our room. My son one day saw a woman floating out of the restroom and said she wore what looked like a bride's gown. Dude, I'm left speechless. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, so many things happening in one house. You have a kid, a ghost kid with like no face, playing hide and seek. People are like freely seeing him while they go to the restroom. I need to know if they found those pictures. Was one of those kids the kid she saw if she's seen him? Two, if it's not, what's the history of the house before they moved in? Because I'm wondering, let's just say maybe one of the kids wasn't the little ghost kid on the picture, right? Maybe one of them wasn't the little ghost kid. Mm Mm-hmm. But maybe that family ran out because they've seen so many things they couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's definitely something in the house. Um, And like you said, they probably heard that weeping woman and were like, yeah, we're out of here. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. I wonder if she... Because I remember talking to her, to Veronica, about this before. And I feel like she said they almost got used to the kid, like seeing the kid all the time. Mm. Um, But I think what, like she said, like what really scared her was waking up him standing beside her and like hearing his voice say mama yeah that that's scary <laughs> that'll do it yeah that'll <laughs> do it that was a good one mm-hmm. so my last story is sent to me from one of my friends who wants to be left anonymous we were talking because she was listening to episode 10 the ouija board story with mm-hmm. the demon and she sends me a video and she's like, not you saying sacan el rosario and I already have it in my truck. She was driving, listening to the episode. Yeah. And then she's driving. I'm like, no te da miedo. You're not scared. It was pitch black. Nothing but trees. And then she replies saying, I live for the thrill. I'm not really a scary cat. I am all into paranormal activity, serial killers, crimes, and stuff like that. You'd think I wouldn't be because... I've been debating if I should send in my story that happened to me when I was 16. It's the scariest one that I've had because my uncle was a medium, so a lot of things happened. I was trying to find the research I did years ago to send to you because I found it a long time ago. I was 16 then and I'm 33 now, so a lot has changed. Basically, some of my stories, I don't know what was happening to me. I started realizing that at night, Things would happen and I always thought they were dreams until I explained it to my mom and she said, no, that's not what's happening. Te están visitando los espíritus. The spirits are visiting you. In the beginning, we didn't really connect the dots until later on. My mom didn't tell me until later, but I always knew he was a medium. I just didn't know he was playing every single night with the pendulum. That's how he did his thing. My uncle. So fast forward many years later, my mom ends up moving to Puerto Rico for a few years. I was staying at that house by myself for a few months, but then I no longer wanted to stay in the house by myself anymore because the house got really bad. To the point I was sleeping with the light on, a pair of open scissors under my pillow, and a cup of water under my bed, and with the rosary and the psalm. That's how bad it got. So I went to go live with my grandma for a few months. At that time, my grandma, aunt, cousin, and myself lived in a one-bedroom apartment. You walk in, and the living room is towards the left, the dining room and kitchen to the right, 
and straight ahead was the bedroom. In the room, there were three beds, one against the wall by the window towards the left. That was my grandma's bed. The other bed was against the wall on the left, next to the door making an L shape or a seven. Then my aunt's bed was in the middle. At this time, my aunt was very skinny. She used to work at an Indian restaurant. In this restaurant, there was always parties on the weekends because it was a restaurant hall. So most of the time on the weekends, my aunt would get home late, like two, three in the morning. There's a reason why I'm saying all of this. So by this time, we would all be asleep. Her uniform was a white shirt and black pants. And also, my aunt used to have really long black hair. So the weekend came, we knew my aunt was going to be home late and didn't bother to wait for her and we went to bed. I remember this night I was sleeping facing my grandma's bed. I started to readjust myself and getting ready to turn to face the wall, half asleep I slightly opened my eyes. All I could see next to my bed was somebody standing there with a white shirt, long black hair, and very skinny. I immediately thought it was my aunt. I continued to turn my face towards the wall, but then something in my head says, wait, what the fuck did I just see? I was in shock and I don't know why, but my reaction was to turn and look to see what I saw. <laughs> what the heck? I would be like, no, bitch. No, I'd be under the covers. Yeah, immediately under the covers. Nobody was standing there anymore. I think to myself, like, that's weird. I didn't pay much attention since a lot of things would happen to me at my mom's house. And I thought, here we go again. That was the whole reason I left my mom's house to go to my grandma's. At this point, my uncle had already moved out of my mom's and lived on his own apartment. With everything that was happening at my mom's, I just no longer wanted to stay there. This was the beginning. I started having encounters and this girl started speaking more to me. To the point where I'm not sure about this part, but this is what my aunt and uncle have told me. I don't want to say that I was possessed because I wasn't doing horrible things, but I wasn't feeling myself anymore. Towards the end of this whole experience, I kept coming home with major headaches and all I wanted to do was go to sleep because I couldn't take it anymore. Apparently, I blocked out most of those memories because I can't remember what happened. All I remember is that I'm in the beach with my uncle and my aunt and a bunch of other people praying around me and doing all sorts of things. Then after that, I kind of black out again and then I remember being in a restaurant. I do remember trying to do research of the girl. My uncle passed away since, so my aunt told me a little bit of what my uncle told her. So the girl wasn't a bad person. She was just a sad soul that was passing through and so happened to run into me and she was trying to communicate with me so her story can be heard and find peace at the end. I remember when everything was happening in the beginning, I was searching left and right and I came across a missing girl around that time. Now that I'm looking for it, I can't find it. I only came across a missing two-year-old. I believe the girl's case is considered a cold case now. After everything that happened, I was supposed to pray for her. My uncle told me everything that I was supposed to do. I don't know if she found peace or not. I was too young and too freaked out to even try to help her, if that makes sense. I'm going to try and give my aunt's side of the story and follow up. My grandma also had an encounter with this girl, so I can also get her side of the story. I feel like every time I talk about this experience, my heart starts beating really fast. And as she was sending these voice messages to me, like I could tell the difference in her voice. Mm -hmm. When she started, she was like, oh, chill. And then towards the end, she was kind of like 
running out of breath and she's like oh dude i'm getting so nervous just yeah. talking about it like it's bringing back memories and i will mm -hmm. make sure that there is a follow-up to this story maybe on the next ominous encounters i think the whole thing where i was like what the fuck was when she told me that she was like kind of getting possessed but she doesn't want to say that she got possessed yeah but she was blacking out so i think and the whole thing is that she was trying to get her aunt's point of view because they told her how she looked. So they knew something was wrong with her because mm -hmm. she wasn't the same. She wasn't acting like herself. She was acting like somebody else. And then when she'd come to, she'd be like, what the mm -hmm. fuck? Where am I? I wonder if that's really what it's like, like whenever they do exorcisms on people and like the, how can I say it? Like the real person comes out instead of like whatever's possessing them. Probably. You know what I'm saying? Like they come to sense and they're like, wait, like what's happening? And then they like go back and then they come back and they're somewhere else or other people. Yeah, I wonder. I think so. Maybe. I don't know. That's interesting. It'd be interesting too to like, hear like her uncle's perspective or like her mom or like the people that were around her. Like, what did you see? What was it like? Yeah, she said she would get back with me with her aunt and her grandma. So mm -hmm. I will make sure that this is going to be like a follow up. And that's like the first thing I talk about on the next encounters. That we yeah, have. yeah, because I like to hear that. That's interesting, dude. Like, Well, all right. That wraps up our Ominous Encounters episode. Yeah, we were so excited. Like, this is what we've been talking about when we say, send us in your stories, like, because we want to read them on Ominous Encounters. And like Jessica said, the previous episode, it doesn't have to be scary. Like, it can also be, you know, any crazy dreams you've had, any, like, deja vu type thing, any, like, glitch in time, just anything, I don't know, anything ominous. Yeah. Send it to us. Or just anything heartwarming, too. Like if you had a dream of a loved one visiting you or I don't know, something like I saw a butterfly here and then this happened. I got the job or you know what mm -hmm. I mean? You know, yeah, there's yeah. like positive encounters, too. Yeah, that would be nice to hear, too. So, yeah, please send them to us. And thank you all who have sent in their stories. We've enjoyed reading them. And I really enjoyed hearing them today because th this was new like to each other. I hadn't heard the stories that Jessica had and she hadn't heard the ones that I had. Yeah. So the email is somethingominouspod at gmail.com. And follow us on social media, TikTok at somethingominous. Instagram is somethingominouspodcast. And YouTube at somethingominous. We hope you have a good new year. See you guys next year. Bye. Bye. Bye.